0: gm fam what's up welcome back to another episode of behind the avatar number one podcast in the metaverse uh i am joined today by the one and only andy richie as you can see above me or below me above me um he's in the house so um excited to sit down get to know uh you a little bit more um Let's just dive right into things. And the first thing that I always kind of have guests do, especially if you haven't been on here before, is uh just give everyone a brief little intro of who you are, what you've been up to, and uh and then we'll just kind of dive in and go from there.
1: Yeah, of course. So first thing, happy to be here. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Of course, man. Um I have been doing a lot of sandbox work for the past probably two and a half years now. Um I am the founder of Boop Goop, which is a company which de- develop and build games within the Sandbox. Um, we're very community focused about creating experiences and interacting with the community, playing games, we've done treasure hunts and stuff with the people like uh, Touche Studios as well and I was here today. So, I've recently left the Sandbox though now and focus more on Boop Goop and the development, so we are working on a few different experiences at the moment, especially with um, some partners as well and hopefully bring in some new features to the sandbox soon with stuff that we build and create
0: nice that's me that's me Hell really. yeah so um the, you were doing stuff with like working with the sandbox and now you're you're not working with them you're just working in the sandbox and other yeah. other things or just are you still just focused on building in the sandbox
1: no, um, focus really on Boop Goop. So at the moment, Boop Goop's main objective really is the development within the sandbox and okay. creating those experiences, the Nina project, stuff like that. Um, but I'm I'm doing the streams as well, and I am looking at a few other ways to our um, branches to go down for Boop Goop, but I don't really want to share too much about them at the moment because <laughs> nothing's, set, nothing's set in stone. We're just testing things, so... Yeah. And see.
0: Yeah, I know. I know how that goes. Um, as far as uh projects, you, you just said the the Nina project. I'm I'm not I'm not I haven't done a ton of research. Um, which I'm guilty of a lot of times, which is kind of fun because then I just don't know what I'm getting into. Um, but <laughs> I I haven't done a ton of research. What other than knowing that Nina is the dog? Um, <laughs> that's about that's about all my knowledge is. Like, what what is what is this Nina project?
1: Um, so there's, there's two different sides to it at the moment. There's one that we re- we released quite uh, recently and announced to people. Um, it's not actually launched yet, sorry, but we have announced it to everyone. Um, and stuff going back around a year and a half ago, we started giving away um, the Sandbox asset for free to people that claimed it through Channel Points on Twitch. So the original Nina, once all of those has been claimed, we'll, we'll be having a launch of an experience there. Just for Nina, Nina holders only.
0: Hmm. Nice, nice. Are you building oh. that on stream or anything, or or is that going to be a surprise? That's all hidden. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, we're not there yet at the moment. I think there's still around seventy Nina's left to be claimed. So. And the only um, the, the only way to claim that is through Twitch points. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how many total are there? Did you say? Two hundred. Two hundred. Nice, nice. Um. So for those of you who are listening, if you want to get get in on that, make sure you make sure you're tuning in and watching uh, Andy Ritchie over uh, on Twitch. I'm assuming it's Andy Ritchie. Um, yeah, it <laughs> seems like it's probably Andy Ritchie everywhere. Uh, just tune in. You'll gain points. I don't really know how Twitch points work exactly, but um, <laughs> somehow you gain points over time and then you can spend them. Um, so I don't, how how long do you think it would take somebody if they if they were a new listener to accumulate enough points to buy a Nina? So
1: when I, I calculated it at the start because I wanted it to be fair to people. So I think if they weren't subscribed and I was streaming for four hours a week or four different streams an hour each, then it'd take them around two and a half months. If they were a subscriber, I think it was like half that time, basically.
0: Nice. Nice. I think that's a, that's a fair, fair, (laughs) fair amount of time. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely like, an investment, but like of their time, but that's, that's what you want. You want people that are um, interested in what you're doing and tuning in and supporting you and everything. So, uh, I think, I think that's a cool way to approach it is, um, I feel like I'm going to dive too deep into, into the Nina project and <laughs> seems like you have a lot of, a lot of stuff that you can't talk about yet. So just tell me to show up if I no, ever no. go, if I ever go too far, uh, <laughs> but, um, the, so Nina is Nina, your dog yeah yeah she's around somewhere nice downstairs, I think. does she make <laughs> she's a little guest French. appearances sometimes
1: yeah so that's why the asset was made you know nina was popping up on stream when we first started and um we did a little thing where you could claim a channel po- uh claim one of the um the things with channel points to give um nina a treat so oh, nice. people would claim that and she'd start coming on the stream and then in the end we made her and started giving her away to people
0: that's awesome. Um, how how long ago have you been um doing the the builds in uh the sandbacks on stream?
1: Since February the eleventh and I don't know which year. Oh. <laughs> I think it's I think it's two years twenty twenty one.
0: Two years okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's about the time I feel like that's a, about the time that a lot of a lot of people started. I mean, there's been a steady influx of people over over that time span, but um, I I feel like I know a lot of people that are right around the the two year mark that were have been like paying attention to the sandbox and building in it and everything. Um, I don't know. I wonder what I wonder what that was. Was that just right around the time that I mean NFTs? If you were kind of in the know, um, started to become popular. I can't really remember. It's kind of all been a blur <laughs> this these last two years.
1: I'd say a little bit. I think I had a little bit more time before that. I came into the sandbox about eight months before that, probably. So I ended up building a game for Game Jam and finishing in the top 10. And that's why I started streaming. Nice. Because all the, all the, all the sand that I got from that just went into one hell of a PC at the time.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's legit what uh was do you remember which game jam it was
1: number three it was um it was when 0.6 came out
0: what was what was the the big um the big changes that 0.6 brought along i i don't i don't think i've messed around with game Maker for a long time i i don't i don't think i touched it until at least 0.7 um, so I have no idea um of all the different iterations, but do you, do you remember kind of like what the big the big difference was that maybe people were excited about or made made building the game easier for you?
1: Found it here the medium for it nice you had you had to include oh no, it was zero point four sorry
0: point four Wow yeah. <laughs> that sounds almost prehistoric. <laughs> yeah, it was zero
1: point four jeez. Oh yeah, the prize
0: money was three hundred fifty thousand sand at the time. Three hundred and fifty thousand sand. Wow, <laughs> that's not for me. That was all the prize. Yeah, money. yeah, that's that's a big number though. How how big how big are the prizes now? I honestly don't pay nearly enough attention to like the game jams and stuff, just because i I'm, <laughs> I'm not really participating in them. I'm focused on other things. But um, do you know off the top of your head what? what has the prize pool been like recently has it gotten bigger or
1: it varies it varies on the partner it varies oh um, sure like there's a lot of factors we take into account but there was a range that game jams would be between so i i'd normally um have a chat with seb and then, whenever we designed or planned a new game jam, I'd send suggestions over to him, and he'd either say, "Yeah, that's fine," or, in some cases, "No, double it." And that's, that's, yeah.
0: Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, as far as as far as working with the sandbox and closely with like Seb and stuff, what have been some of the the I don't know like cool cool things that you've kind of experienced or or maybe just like noticed that that maybe isn't mm-hmm. visible to the public all the time but is something that is notable that people should uh, know about from the past or the <laughs> or, or the present
1: <laughs> the best part has been watching everything grow Yeah, You know, over the, at the time when I came in, it was, it was very early. And I think after building the game jam, that was, the results were in January, I think. And by March, I started, I was employed by the sandbox and started working with them. So from, from there, I kind of had a big jump where I went from being a community member to actually being involved and knowing what's going on in the back in the background. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a big jump that I had to kind of like adapt to. And then from there, it was watching all these features get rolled out to the community. Definitely. Because you, you, you question before what people are going to build, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, the new, um, the new version that's coming out and you test it and you give feedback and you play through some of it, but you never know how people are going to take those tools and especially with the game jams, there was always things that people that I create that y- you just wouldn't think of. Mm-hmm. And it was good to have the ability to look at it and try to guess and dissect how they've done it and either replicate it or it, it was just people's imagination is crazy. And the more people that I've got involved in the sandbox, that's from a community aspect. You've seen that really get stretched.
0: Yeah. It, it is wild to see what, what some people come up with um, that, you would never expect as far as like different game mechanics and, and logic use and stuff that it's just like, how did you even figure that out? Uh, I, feel, I, feel, I feel that way most of the time when I'm, whenever I'm watching <laughs> watching games or playing games and, and but um, that's just because I'm not super super knowledgeable of all the logic stuff. but um, but yeah, it, it probably has been just kind of uh, I, I can imagine from your point of view, it's cool to see. Um, what people come up with when you kind of already knew what was coming but you didn't know exactly how they were going to use it um, so that's 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 super cool to, to probably kind of look back at uh, do does anything come to mind as far as things that um, that you saw people do innovation wise um, with with some of the game jams uh, that that kind of like blew you away that are are kind of
1: yeah, the, the the going back to the, the very first game jam that I entered, I think the game jam just before number two, when I entered the sandbox, that was like ongoing at the time, and Cyber Dragon had just created did, created teleporting or what mm. basically did the mechanics for it. So that was like a huge jump to see how because we only had basic tools back then, you know. And creating something like that was quite complicated and used a lot of numpads. And from there, <laughs> things just they just got more and more intense. You know, Cyber Dragon again released another game, which was um, I think he did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and he did Grey Labs as well. And then from there came like the the battle game that he did, the Pokemon kind of
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and then it went; it, it just went crazy. Then people started manipulating the camera angles, you know, changing the avatar to other pieces, and having layers on top to create card games, to create tower defense games. I think it was all really when presets came back, because presets presets were here at the start when we did the first teleportation, and then mm-hmm. presets were taken away from I think zero six to zero point what seven. 7 was it or something uh, yeah i was, was gonna say i remember
0: there. yeah it it was right around seven middle of seven yeah because i remember um, people all complaining about that <laughs> i was like i don't even know what presets are but <laughs> sounds like people missed them good. yeah yeah they, I, I now i realize <laughs> why they why they missed them well then from
1: there game everything everything that you see today
0: yeah yeah that's <laughs> That's it. It's been a, a crazy journey, even the the shorter shorter version for myself, and it sounds like it's been even crazier for you to kind of see, uh, the the evolution of everything, and it's it's excited to see. Um, it's exciting to see what's going to be coming too, because I, I every time I every time I hear from somebody that's in the know, and and knows about some some other things that maybe are happening in the background, um, they always they always just say like, just, just wait till you see the next thing. And I I don't know what, I don't know what some of those things are. Some of those things I've maybe heard a little bit more than I should have, and I'm excited for them as well. Um, so I, all I know is that there are very cool things uh, in the works and it's just going to keep getting better and better, um, from, from the feel of everything at least. Uh, is there, is there anything that, uh, that you're looking forward to as far as, um, like features that aren't currently capable in the game that maybe you have plans uh, to utilize if that feature were to be put into the game
1: yeah there's a few things uh, probably the first that comes to mind we boot group were doing the football metaverse as a plan so mm. a long time ago we started building a football stadium in there and created it with the intention of having multiplayer and having having that ability to hold football games football competitions and have a league where 10 different teams uh, 20 different teams play each other um every week and for maybe a few months of the year we kind of have a little bit of a football tournament that takes place so once things are, are good on that end then definitely that's a number one priority for us
0: what's what's missing right now um maybe a lot of things i i don't really know but like what are there any like key features that that are really missing to make that that happen i think control is an aspect
1: as as a creator you need to have control over that experience so either access to the experience access to certain areas in that experience and then either some form of command for the landowner that they have the ability to kind of control events that happen for everyone Uh and that you, you need that. I've been, uh, that's a feature that I would love. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I've thought about the mechanics of like how the referee resets the ball and yeah, it can work, but it only works in some instances and having that, I mean, that ability is like the landowner. If you log into the account that that land is published from, then you have a different interface where you can trigger certain events that you want throughout, like messages throughout the map. You have that ability to control it from one event from one place and control it for everyone because there's things like scoreboards and stuff i want to have like a commentator area and it'd be mm-hmm. cool to get people that like come in and commentate on on and have have that as a stream Dude, as well. i would
0: love to commentate on metaverse football <laughs> that would <laughs> be so fun
1: a big part of that is like camera control then as well uh-huh. and if you do if you do want to do something at that kind of level then it needs to have full control
0: yeah yeah totally there's there's definitely a few things that i'm I'm scheming up that that would also benefit from the the landowner being able to do certain things that no one else can do um' yeah i I feel like especially like multiplayer uh, maybe it wouldn't even ever really make sense to not do it in a multiplayer setting. Now that I think about it, uh, it probably wouldn't, but yeah, definitely in multiplayer, like having control over what's happening. Um, it, it would be helpful for certain situations, um, and probably way more situations than I can think of. And, uh, just to clarify, uh, because I'm a American <laughs> when you say, <laughs> when you say football, you're talking soccer, correct? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, I, assu- <laughs> I assumed, and I assumed correctly, but I just wanted, I just wanted to, to make sure. Um, both, both would be cool. I don't even know how you like, I think building an act like a American football game would probably be 10, maybe not 10 times harder, but it would be a lot more complicated. (laughs) Um, just because I, maybe not though. I don't know. I I'm also, when I say an American, I don't really know a whole lot about soccer other than, um, whenever I watch the, the world cup and stuff and and I pretend like I know what's going on. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a sport that I could see being able to take play i mean they already kind of do it with uh um what's that game called rocket league maybe is that right that's kind of like a soccer i mean it's a more extreme soccer game but um it's kind of a, a soccer style game um are you whenever you what are you envisioning for for the soccer game like would it be like a 3v3 5v5 5v5 or like a norm, I don't, I don't even know how many people play on a soccer team in a, in a regulation, but,
1: um, what in the so world? So I can send you, let me send you this little link. There you go. So we, we put some info at the start when, when we started building on, on, um, on the boot, website, but we didn't take it any further because we're waiting for those features at the moment. So, in, I think we were doing seven, v, uh, five v five on the pitch, but teams would be of seven. Um, games would be just a chat, so I don't say anything that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, games will be 10 minutes total, two five minute halves so with a five minute break. Teams will be five v five. Um, no added time. Games will end a draw unless it's a cup of competition. Obviously, the team with the most goals wins, and then. With the mechanics at the time, we had that. A foul was when a player is attacked, re- resulting in health damage. Mm. But that, that's obviously changed. So a lot of this is waiting for the features, really. Right. And then if the ball goes out of play, it'd be replaced by a ball boy. Oh,
0: a ball what?
1: And like a ball boy. We I was I had the idea of someone being able to pick up an an asset and carry it around and they could just respawn the ball whenever they wanted so a bit of like the referee they'd be a guy that just runs around and drops the ball if it goes out of play
0: ah that that would be kind of fun uh, to to control that dude um i'm also getting distracted because there's random messages that are popping up on (laughs) on the screen when the the thing that and then the thing that you sent there we go now i got the football to work for a second there, I was trying to get me to open, or maybe that would have been a different game um, that was prompting me. Oh, dope. This is the, am I, lo- I'm not bringing it over here. There we go. Um, this is the the arena that you have built? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That looks awesome. How, uh, assuming that's on a one by one, yeah. Or maybe not, but how big? Yeah, how big is a... the how big is the stadium itself? About a one by one.
1: So yeah, because we have to kind of set the same rules for everyone. So we built a little bit of a template of the pitch. So everyone's pitch, if they're building a stadium, must be the same size. Uh-huh. But then f- from there, you can build the stadium however big you want. We did suggest try and keep it to a one by one because if it's a bigger land, then it's going to be potentially. There's more stress on people's computers. And if we're looking for a multiplayer game, then you need to try and keep that to a minimum.
0: Right. That makes sense. How many, how does somebody get to build the stadium? You might have said it and I missed it, but how do. No, so,
1: a, a concept is, well, the idea is that. We announced it all to the community. There's a few people that started building stadiums and kind of gathering teams together a little bit. Um, we've had to put it back because we're waiting for those features. Okay. But once everything's confirmed, i.e. we have the features, this stadium is all complete and works, and we've run some tests, then we'll open it up that... Anyone can enter and we'll do like a bit of an, um, an entry period where people can submit. They'll send images of the stadium, images and names of the team, that what their kit looks like as well, because we have a kit template that people can build their own team team kit from. Um, and then we'll do some friendlies between everyone and set out some um, dates and times for the competition. Because there's only 10 games and it's going to be 15 minutes each. The intention is we'll just kind of hop between. so. It'll take a few hours to play through them all, um, but we can have a maybe a couple of games play at the same time if need be. Fun guy football, I know. Two is building stuff as well. Yeah, he's he's already said he's gonna throw a stadium in there for the fun guys.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> that'd be a fun stadium. I bet a little mushroom mushroom maybe like a mushroom metro you ever, you ever do you remember the metrodome <laughs> i i grew up no. in minnesota so oh you probably have no idea um <laughs> i grew up in minnesota and the the minnesota vikings which is the uh, football team of minnesota and also the twins which is the baseball team and i think also the gophers which is the college team all played in this this dome that had, it was like an inflatable dome. Like the out, the, the like ring was solid obviously, but then like the top roof was like inflatable. So they helped, they like, I don't know how they kept it up, but they're continually blowing air in there. And, uh <laughs> and the, that would be cool if the, the dome thing was actually like a mushroom head, like top. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he comes up with. He's probably like, that sounds just lame. I have a way better idea, but um <laughs> But I I have a feeling it's gonna be a cool a cool stadium no matter what. Um as far as I'm I'm gonna bounce bounce all over the place here, but I saw I just saw one of the messages that you sent over, and now I'm curious about this. Um and I'm gonna try and pull it up on screen. You say that you just recently announced the uh Frenchies um and i'm trying to oh, yeah. trying to get the image oh it's going to show over here let's try this boom um what oh, yeah. what what is this all about
1: so first of all a big thank you to Touche, who's here Touche's helping with this um the this ninas there's going to be lots more ninas um so <laughs> we're doing some randomly generated ninas with different traits um those there's going to be 1,313 in total. Um, anyone that has the Nina from Twitch will obviously get one for, be able to claim one of them for free. Nice. Um Then we're going to do 13 one-of-ones, like special versions with partners. I know we've already spoke with shaded about doing a Mushroom one as well. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing a Sandbox one probably and a few different uh, special versions. And then all The different traits that we've got, and they'll be going for sale probably in about six weeks, maybe. Um, and there will be uh the sandbox avatars as well coming from
0: them. Dope! So that's super cool. A lot to do, <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say, I bet you have a lot that you're working on right now. Um, but that's that's super cool. Is there is the so the Nina. The Nina project, like I'm assuming this is going to be kind of like the, the token that, uh, maybe gates those, those events and stuff, um, in, in the future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, anyone that's a Nina holder and one of these, I want to give like early access to for any events that we have and allow them to go in and experience it and maybe hold a few different special events. Um, but the. The OG Nina, what I call the French bulldog, the one that's offered through Twitch, that is like the golden ticket for Boop Goop. Mm. So because he's only 200 of them and it's what started, it was the first, you know, um, that's the golden ticket to everything in, oh, that, yeah. in my eyes. But sh- <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: you heard it here first on Behind the Avatar. Get the OG ones. <laughs> is... is uh, what, do you have the link handy to to those OG ones, or maybe you already sent it over to me? Um, to, I can get it. Over. Yeah, just drop it whenever whenever a chance. I want to I want to check it out, um, and also maybe throw some bids out there. Um, I just I don't know if I'll be able to watch your your channel enough to to claim one myself. Maybe I'll set up a bot to watch your channel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: um, do uh, a little. <laughs> If someone claims Nina's, um, normally we give them the channel points back and like distribute them and donate them to everyone.
0: Oh, nice. Hell yeah. That's legit. There it is. Pull it up on screen so everyone, everyone else can see. Um, what, I don't know if you, you, maybe you said, and I don't remember, um, but what what did you do before finding the sandbox? What's what's your background? What do you what have you been up to until until you ended up here?
1: Um, so I did an apprenticeship in engineering, electrical engineering. Okay. Um, so that was like five and a half years of my life. <laughs> um, and then worked in a few different places to do with engineering. Um, some. V- uh geez, I'm just gonna bore people now. Um <laughs> Industrial Vision and Ethernet Systems, CCTV. Um, then I did a few different projects. I worked in a prison for a bit, that was crazy. Um and a few historical buildings here in the UK, which is kind of cool. Um and then the last job that I had was still in engineering, yeah, before I came here. And that was the um industrial Ethernet and vision stuff. So electrical things
0: yeah yeah what you said you worked in a prison which sparked my my ear what did you do <laughs> for the prison
1: The the electrics um like the, the prison was getting like a full revamp basically so we had to do all the electrics throughout the prison like for like the, and gate, the
0: gates and or the doors and i'm sure well, i'm all sure like everything uh, oh 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 yeah i suppose that would probably be smart so that things so, can't fail.
1: It <laughs> was like basic systems. Um, we didn't touch any of the like the power, i.e., electric. It was more like um, systems. So it was all of like every cell has a call button, you know. Then mm. the panic buttons had to be updated. All the fire alarm had to be updated as well. And then like a few technical systems in the back end. All the boards that they had needed updating and stuff. So it was. It, it, it was active you know I yeah. spent 18 months that job
0: did you whenever you were working uh, in the prison was the prison populated yeah yeah How, what was it that was, what was that was that your first time like being in I'm assuming <laughs> in inside of a prison yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it was it was definitely eye-opening yeah you know, the prison I worked at was like one of the most notorious in the UK so uh. it was as soon, the first day I walked in, it was like half seven in the morning and walked straight straight into the prison. After, well, bag check and take all your phone out and stuff. You couldn't do that. You couldn't take anything in with you realistically. like All your bags got searched every morning and it, it took like half an hour, 40 minutes to get from outside the prison to where we needed to be right. to get all the tools and stuff. And then... It was like toolbox checks every day, you know, anything that we took inside, we had to write down a list and make sure it, it all it, comes
0: in, comes out. If it goes in Yeah. yeah the
1: first day, we just walked straight into a live active prison. You know, everyone was out open, walking around everywhere. Cause it was breakfast for
0: them. So uh-huh. it was, just, it's a, yeah, uh, the, the reason that it caught my, got my attention is when I graduated, well, I guess I hadn't graduated yet. I did an internship. Uh, in college, at a prison, and I was working with, like, the, the like, special investigation, like, team that would watch, like, the cameras and listen to the phones and, and all that and read the letters and everything to, like, make sure that nothing, like, crazy was going to happen or try and find uh, people on the inside communicating what people on the outside should be doing and stuff like that. And th- it was a trip. It was, it was, it was super interesting, but like being that, like that for that first like day, like walking in and just like realizing that there's all these guys that are walking around that <laughs> who like, you have no idea what they did to get in there, but it, it, it does make you just like, I don't know. It makes you feel a certain way. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because like, Oh, it, it my experience a lot of those guys are like super super nice super funny um yeah. they, they just made some poor decisions in their life as well um and ended up there but it's it it was a it was an eye-opening experience so um it, interesting just that, that you brought up a prison that just sparked um just those memories in my head which i haven't thought about in a long time so uh thanks Uh, oh, what up half Dog, thanks for the raid Uh, I was watching there. I don't know if you know or saw there. They, I think it was today. Was the first first time they did it, but they they're doing a um, Dungeons and Dragons like three D three D Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and and Half Dark is. I don't know what it's called. I'm the worst. <laughs> I have no idea about Dungeons and Dragons, but um, moderating it or whatever, uh, dungeon dungeon master leader man, um, and it was it was very very fun and entertaining to watch. So recommend uh, anyone uh, check out Half Dork's streams of Dungeons and Dragons and all the other things that Half dark does because he's a man um, does awesome stuff. So thanks for being here, uh, and I definitely will be tuning into more of those more of those streams. Um, Anyways, back back to your regularly scheduled program. Um, as far as building in the sandbox goes, so you're focused on boop goop stuff. Is there is there anything outside of the the, the stuff that we've already talked about that um you feel like talking about? Um, I I don't know. <laughs> i don't know everything that you have in the works but is there is there anything that that is out there that that you that you want to chat about because i'm i'm curious what what else you have going on for for people to to find out about
1: there's at the moment part of boot group really is all the boot group is my focus you know there's a lot of land that we've got at the moment that needs filling and (laughs) we've even with all of the ideas that we have at the moment, we're still working on new stuff because we have we have the room to put it down. So at the moment, there's, the football metaverse is going to be a one-by-one. One. Then there's five different games from the sandbox as part of the Boot Group storyline. The Land of Valentina um, is something that we built as a first game jam that I want to recreate. Oh, we've got most of the assets quite a bit done. Um, for Boop Hometown then Goop Hometown then the Boop Goop Hub will be getting a revamp again to integrate all of this new stuff then Space Life is something that we've been working on as well which is um a little bit further down in the storyline You me see have you still got the football website I do somewhere so if you in the top of experiences up there um...
0: Boom, experiences boom okay land of valentina island of valentina hub space yeah. life
1: so if you click on any of those yeah so then there's a little bit story basically about each but space life was something that we were building on stream a while back created the shell of this big donut flying spaceship Um, i don't want to say too much what it is about i want to let people go in and read the story and see because all of the law got done the first chapter anyway which is on there as well in fact like the story of boop so there's andy richie and nina um they live in a town together and they get sent off on a little mission so one of those missions is to help save the town and that is where the glow comes from um part of part of boop is run on an energy source so the energy source is mined through the metaverse. There's, there's a lot to go into. And uh-huh. I want to let people kind of go in and dig and find their own path through it because there's, we want to make it really not complicated, but it, it all inter, intertwines together, the story. And yeah. there's a lot of directions to take. So I want to see how people react and respond to it.
0: What's the What's the best way for people to kind of get exposed to everything uh go to the website obviously i have that pulled up um is there anything like any steps that you would recommend people kind of go through to to get their feet wet if they haven't been exposed to the the boop goop eco- ecosystem yet
1: Depends what they want to know if they want to go through this the law i'd just read the law story that's on there and then have a look through the experiences and they'll make they'll make sense of what's what yeah that want up there. So there's a full story about Andy Rich and Nina, the town of Boop, Goop, and the energy source, how they live, the adventure they go on, which is the land of Valentina, the first adventure. So we, we built an experience where it looks just like a plain normal land from the top. And you go through, talk to people in the town, complete a few of the challenges in there and kind of discover that they're there's, there's an energy source located here, and you built a machine which is the energy locator, which is an asset we created a while ago. Um, it's like a, a little computer that opens up with a map on, and it's got like a little illuminations for the energy source. Okay, and it sends you to this this um, one by one the location of this. You go through here, speak with people in the town, and you find that the whole town is just um, it's just a front. Everything's fake. And you get teleported to the town that's actually underneath it that you can't see in there. And it's four different biomes underneath. There's like this big snowy um like candy land area. And then there's like a dungeon area at the end where you fight a big boss. And there's also um like this desert area with upside down pyramids, which is cool. <laughs>
0: I think we're like that looking... doesn't show it.
1: I will just show it. Let
0: me um I'll show you. Yes, that'll that'll work too. Um so okay, so there's a there's a lot more to this than than I ever than I ever first realized. So this is awesome. Um so definitely if this is your first time kind of hearing about this, go to boopgoop.games. Um I'll put the links in the in the description and everything, but uh, go check out everything there is on here, but definitely go read the read the lower. Um, and go to those experience tabs and kind of see everything, everything that's going on, um, with, uh, all of this boop goop ecosystem so far is, is boop boop and goop are two different towns. Is that what I heard? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, boop is very like advanced, you know, they focus on, um, engineering that's, they want to create machines, technology and move forward. Um and goop aren't like that. Goop are the complete opposite. They, you know, they wanna preserve the environment. They wanna live like with nature. So they they live a little bit more like not not huts but like wooden cabins kind of thing. Um and they live in the forest, you know, they have like stone paths and everything's focused on not destroying nature and kind of embracing it. Mm. So Boot go off and discover the energy source and cause a few issues there. <laughs> um, they come back with this energy source and create and develop machinery, which I can maybe show you a few of these actually. I don't know. Let me go and have a little look. I don't know if Ma- oh, Maxi is here. Maxi's been creating a lot of the boot assets nice. for the
0: i was gonna say that and that kind of segues into something that i was gonna ask you about have you been um building all this on your own or do you have a team that's working with you it sounds like you've already revealed one and i think i remember talking to maxi about that so um, i should have known that there was at least one um but yeah do you do you have quite the team or is it just a a few of you or how how is everything getting done in the boop goop world
1: so, yeah, Maxi works as a voxel artist for Boop Goop. Um, there's also someone else that works just a few hours at weekend um, called Rothers, and they're in the Discord as well. Then there's me and Faye as well. Faye does a lot of work developing within the sandbox. She's got a bit of a surprise coming in the future to do with Nina and friends. Um, in the Boot Group hub, Nina's friends came into light. There was, like, a Husky and a Corgi that we created in there as well. So she's... Um, She's doing some work on Nina's friends, let's say. Okay. I don't want
0: to say too much, cool, actually. cool. That's enough. Uh for now. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to have you back on whenever there's there's more more to learn. Um but um so there's gonna be friends in some capacity.
1: Yes, they've already been shown a little bit in the boot group hub.
0: Nice. So is the is the is the hub playable or is any is any of this um explorable playable in in the drafts gallery or anything right now the land of valentina is there i don't know how well it works because uh, it's
1: not it's not been updated yes yeah. um and the hub will be there but that's 0.7 so it it may work i don't know i'd have to go in i don't i don't want to do the updates yet
0: that's, yeah I feel like it's almost mm-hmm. like until until it's time to to actually use it, it almost makes sense to just wait until because otherwise you're probably gonna have to do another more updates after the updates. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of my perspective. I guess it depends when you want to do things. What is yeah, just... What is this that we're looking at? I have the the uh, the pillars pillars pulled up um i should
1: really show you the experience
0: i don't want to show other people yet <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: um but that's part of boop so when when they go off to discover the energy source um they're going through a bit of an ancient AV environment and that's the purpose of these um I'll have to show you afterwards. I was going to say,
0: I'm like, I'm just, it's I'm not like, ready to show everyone. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't wait to, to be able to take a peek at all of this. The, the benefits of, of being on the, the other side of the camera. Um, I'll, I'll let, I'll let everyone know how cool it is. Um, and I can let you know right now it's going to be dope. So, um, just judging by the little, little pieces that we've already, already seen. Um, this, this, this little teaser that I have pulled up right now, it has me excited just cause I, I love, I, I don't know if this is exactly how it's going to feel, but like it, it gives me like almost, um, like Indiana Jones vibes, like just ex- exploring some like ancient, um, uh, I don't know the right word, ancient places, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's exactly what the vibe will be, but um, it looks like it's going to be fun to explore. That's my my favorite thing about the metaverse, and I, I like I like the games. I like I like playing the games and and having fun, and especially like the multiplayer player stuff is always always a big thing for me. But I also just love just wandering around and exploring and just like seeing visually all the cool cool stuff because it, it's crazy how how immersive the sandbox can actually be i whenever i first started out i really was skeptical of the um the The voxels yeah the voxels because like i i i'd played minecraft quite a bit to be honest um not like a ton but um enough to uh say that i've played minecraft and i enjoyed it but that 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 very basic blocky voxel just wasn't wasn't what I was looking for um but to see like obviously like the world is still going to be voxelized but um the way that you can manipulate everything to make it feel more and more like it's like it's not a a cube world is exciting uh and it's cool to see you and all kinds of other creators figuring out all kinds of different ways to to really like pull you in and make it feel like you're you're in um more than more than a voxelated world. Um, which is cool that people are figuring out how to do that. Is there is that something you focus on when you're when you're building is like how to how to um eliminate the voxel feel or or do you like the voxel feel? I know there's there's builders that are on both sides of the fence with that. I
1: think it depends on the
0: environment.
1: I think the the fact that you can move nodes and create voxels within other voxels and twist add just the faint edge of a voxel and hide things inside the that gives you so much more you know the the possibilities just get ridiculous from then because you can create curves and round edges now you're also a victim to face count and once you start. Pushing yeah. things a little bit, but a a big part of it is thinking really deep about what you're creating. you know Max is doing the pillar there is an amazing job because he's he's taken advantage of the asset i. e it's a pillar, and we, we do want it to be huge and look like it's not made by us and that means that the bigger you go with an asset, the more detail that you can go. Because you you lose that voxel aspect, if that makes sense. Once once you once you go bigger and bigger and bigger, you can hide the detail a lot easier and make it look a lot more detailed. Uh
0: huh. That does. That, and yeah, the bigger it gets, it, the the more. Um. Yeah, the more the the better it it'll look, which is which is cool. So play to the advantages that you've
1: got. Um, if you build things that are larger, you know, take that into account that you can add more detail there and you're not going to go and look at things dead close up quite often. These assets here, people might stand at the bottom of them. So the features that are closer to the top, you can add more detail to the top because you know it's unlikely that someone's going to be that close to it.
0: mm. I see, what, is, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like so if you know that they're going to be further away, you really can add detail because when they're not going to get close to actually be able to see um, how how the detailing was actually done. Um,
1: plus then when when you break it down further, I think it's what you can get away with being blocky and what should be round. For example, you know, if you're creating car tires, you're Building a round asset in the sandbox is very, very difficult because it's squares. <laughs> yep. So you have to work out what size you're you're going to build at and whether you want to take advantage of adding loads of nodes and actually creating a circle, or you just want to stick to something that has that block effect. If it's going to be a helicopter and it's dead high in the air, you can get away with having a few blocks on it because you know no one's going to go near it. It's really playing to the advantage of what you want, but... Things things can look blocky and
0: still look great. I was gonna say there's also yeah like things can be blocky and look awesome at the same time. Like there's both there's both sides of it really because sometimes I'll I'll see something that doesn't have any any nodes added to it and is just built all all just straight up and down voxels and be like damn like how did you make me think that that was super realistic until you get get super up close and then you can kind of see all the jagged edges but yeah it's it's impressive honestly to me like i i don't come from a background of (laughs) of like building with voxels or pixels or anything so um just seeing all these different artists and and what they they really can do uh with this um medium is is impressive. I would have never guessed it, especially because like all, all I know is Minecraft until now. And now I'm like, holy shit, there's all kinds of other stuff you can do. I hated voxels
1: at first. I really, I, I I hated voxedit because there was no conversion. There was as the make, the, the way that I want to build something is I want to be able to look at something and see how I can convert the size of that into the size that I want. And then you're looking at trying to create a perfect scale between everything and it just doesn't work and you have to accept that it doesn't work and you have to change the way that you think when you're building in in voxels for sure
0: yeah i feel like if you were trying to build the scale that would be super tough outer studios is is focused on that i feel like i feel like they they really try and do everything like super to scale that they put out and I feel like that's got to be such a challenge to 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 make sure that like everything is 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 to the same scale. Um, maybe maybe they've figured something something cool out, but um, but yeah, that I just. I just build whenever I'm building I just build what looks right and put it in the mm-hmm. game maker next to the thing that I'm trying to put it next to and if it, <laughs> if, it, if it's too small then I'm like oh god damn it gotta go back and make it bigger um, but but that's just how I do everything I just kind of dive in and just figure it out as, as you go um, so I'm sure there's better ways to approach it but um, but yeah it's the scale the scaling is is kind of tough um, now that I think about it. I was I used to look at uh, there's a there's a chart out there. Um, or like a, a graphic that has like a bunch of different things all stood across. Yeah. I'm sure it's like in like the Medium articles and, and the GitHub and stuff, but um, with like swords and, and gun and animals and all that different stuff. I used to look at that a lot to try and get like a gauge of how big of, big of like template I should use um, to, to build off of, but I still have no idea. Um, <laughs> people, uh, I know... I- go ahead
1: no i was, was going to say i i always went deeper than that though i went to like look at look at the ratio of things within the asset that i was building because before i i used autocad before and built like technical drawings in there mm. and things like that so it's fair enough they were only 2d drawings i did a little bit of 3d work but mostly it was just autodesk oh, arcad sorry and the the problem is nothing can be a hundred percent accurate because blue Tulip said it like one voxel is 3.1 centimeters or 1.2 inches.
0: <laughs>
1: and as it, I'd want to build something that's perfect uh-huh. and for months and months, I avoided voxedit because every time I went in, I could never build what I wanted to. And then I realized over time that you have to change the way you think about building things.
0: I see. Yeah that I'm glad I don't feel that way about building because because <laughs> that, that would that would be tough uh especially like with weird weird numbers like that I didn't, I didn't realize voxels were 3.1 centimeters or 1.2 inches I guess I knew there was those numbers out there but is that is is that standard like is that what a voxel is in uh like say like magic voxel and like everywhere VoxEdit, or Or is that something that was just like the the scale that the sandbox used?
1: The the one block is supposed to be a meter. You know, the land is Uh 96 meters by 96, by 128. So there's, there's 96 meters on a piece of land and there's 96 blocks. So one Voxel being one meter is this thirty two. Sorry, there's thirty two voxels within one block, and the block is a meter. So it's a meter divided by thirty two.
0: Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So okay. there's no,
1: there's no ratio. Like it's not the scale isn't like one to five hundred or one to a thousand. Uh-huh. it's really difficult to build things.
0: It's like, like it's like using inches and feet in all the bullshit that America uses instead of the metric system, which is super easy to convert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's 12 of these in this. (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always, I've always just been baffled at the fact that, that most of the world uses a really easy to convert system. And we use numbers that you have to memorize all over the place. And they're none of them are consistent with each other. Um, but that's a that's a different topic. Um maybe someday we'll just get away from the the old I don't even know what I, I know the, the metric system is is the system that works. I don't know what our system is called, the broken system. Imperial. Uh, that's it. Im- imperial. That sounds great. Intimidating. Um the imperial system. Um so as far as the future goes for boop goop it sounds like there's a lot in the works and a lot that you can't talk about um or yeah can't talk about is there is there a any sort of of timeline that people can look to or is is are things still too um unsure as far as updates and everything goes um for future releases and stuff
1: so before I'd like to say, before summer this year, Boop Hometown is out and people can go and explore the game, which is behind the law in the very first aspects of the law. What Boop's town looks like, what the people are that live there, and how they live. And that town will all that experience will be done before summer this year or in sorry, released in summer. Now, that's just going to be uploaded to the gallery. I don't know. how that's going to comply with sandbox seasons and stuff like that. So from there, I'd like to have the football metaverse as well, but that's dependent on the sandbox. So as soon as those features come, then I can give you an exact date because we're here and we're ready Uh kind of thing. Um, But there's going to be... I expect at least probably three months before that to go through some friendlies, make sure everyone else has their experiences ready and everyone's on the same page, um, and then release the fixtures for all of the competition. So the first game of Boop and the Land of Valentina will be this year, and then experiences will start coming out from the future after that.
0: Cool, cool. Um, And will will people that are playing these games is there any like incentives or rewards or any kind of like system like that as far as par- like participating in in the different experiences and stuff that you have planned out um or is there anything <laughs> question mark um,
1: i'll tell you what so, so nina holders obviously we're going to do private events for nina holders okay and that goes for the Frenchies and the the um, original holders of the French Bulldog uh, Sandbox asset. Um, those two will be able to enter events, which will be, I don't wanna to say too much rather about, let's just say parties, let's okay. say within the Sandbox, where we have activities and um, there's rewards to be able to be won through, um, through those events. Then things like the metaverse football, uh, one thing that we, we plan on doing is generate revenue through the events to be able to do is like prize money for the teams. Mm. So we built advertisement boards throughout like the stadium and we're getting in contact with people to see if they want to purchase an advertisement board basically and the people that have um, built the stadiums in, in the events will give them the images and they can just put the link in you know, for the NFT display. Yeah. Um, and the the revenue generated from that will go to Group, but there needs to be a cycle you know it, as as a project i don't want to just turn around and say yeah we're going to do this we're going to give you everything that you want because there needs to be an source or an income of revenue to pay for that right otherwise it's just dreamland i think you know, some, i think
0: sometimes people forget that
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, there needs to be a slow build or it's just not healthy for the company or the project um spiky snickles talked a little bit about nina stuff there but there is physical stuff for nina holders um we did like nina keyrings our 3d printed nina's not that long ago and i've been working on printing a few different models of nina's to be able to give out to the holders um at the moment the difficulty is hosting 200 things around the world Uh uh-huh if if they go to the UK or Europe, it's kind of not too bad. But once you start getting out of those, then it's just extortionate. Um, Sparky Snickle did get a 24-carat gold leaf Nina.
0: No shit. That's cool. But yeah,
1: that that was a while ago. We did... Um, they bought like the 100th Nina. I'm actually working on the Boot Goop merch, which I shouldn't really say too much about, but... <laughs> There's there's a lot going on, and I'm, as soon as one is done and out there, the next they'll be like, this is next, this is next, this is uh-huh. next. And at the moment, there's a lot of, let's not say roadblocks, there's a lot of uh, things being held up which are out of my control. Mm-hmm. So once I get the answer to those, I can put everything into a structured timeline. And it's there's a lot coming, like a lot too much.
0: <laughs> that's that's good though I, I love i love to hear that and the i know it's tough to like hold <laughs> hold things in especially when when there's so much going on um so i'm trying not to like ask you to to do too tough of questions where you, where you spill something that you weren't planning on um but um but yeah i think it sounds like and correct me if i'm wrong but like once once the things need that need to be figured out get figured out you're you're pretty much ready to to rock and roll and have have these things happening you'll just need to implement the the little pieces that are missing and then boom everything's everything's going and and boop goop is is running on on uh full steam ahead um from the sounds of it yeah to to make
1: it easier probably to understand these there needs to be a, a bit of like a diagram breakdown. But boot group groups at the, at the top, let's say, and underneath that comes the storyline, which is the five experiences. Then the storyline will be integrated then into the events that we do within the community. Whether we do the treasure hunts, the football metaverse, and different like battle royale kind of games. We started working on a bit of an environment for like a multiplayer battle mm. royale kind of game. Hell yeah. Um, then. From that comes the Frenchy project as well, which is a different kind of way to get involved in the community by having this um, profile picture project, let's say PFP. Um, and from there, there's also the streams as well, which is interacting with the community and being able to offer rewards to people through the channel points. So BootGoop as a whole kind of like stretches out into these different um, categories underneath, but the 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 main story is going to get dragged across everywhere so as as long as you understand the main story and if you want to read into the law then that background will be transposed everywhere and you'll be able to see references to boop and goop throughout all of the experiences um especially even in the nina stuff as well in the in the nina project, there's yeah. certain traits which kind of give um a pay homage to the boop or the goops
0: uh-huh heck yeah no, that's that, I I love, and I'm glad I'm learning more about this because the, the, the these are the kind of like projects, if you will, uh, that I like to be a part of because it it's fun whenever it's it's spread across a bunch of different things and and there's things for for every every kind of person or even the same person on different days, depending on like what you're feeling. Like maybe, maybe today you just want to tune in and watch a stream, but you're still getting a dose of, of this ecosystem that you're building or, or today I want to go play a game. So I hop into um, the, the Valentina game. Um, say that right. I hope. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so like that, I, th- that's the kind of things that I, that I look for and and I love to see that that's, that's what you're building. And it's exciting to to know that it's almost there it it feels like it feels like it's still early and um there's plenty (laughs) plenty of time for people to to find out what about what you're doing and and get involved but um it also seems like things are things are starting to to ramp up where we can expect in the the nearest future whoever whenever the roadblocks are are released and uh the the dam is released and the the water can flow (laughs) um we'll, we'll be experiencing all kinds of fun stuff and having, having fun in the metaverse together. Is there, is there anything?
1: I don't know. There's a reason you don't see this side of the room normally. And that's because this, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that looks like my notebook. Um, is that, is that a whiteboard or, or some, or just paper? Oh
1: We're going like this now. Um, I've got like, uh, the whiteboards that stick on the wall.
0: Uh-huh. So yeah. I yeah. Have to... I'm a I'm a doodler too. I use I, I have a I don't know what what size notebook this is, but it's bigger bigger than my head. Um and I got a pretty big head um that I just fill up constantly. I I I usually buy like four at a time and just doodle in all kinds of random shit. Um some some of it sticks and some of it uh I wish it was a whiteboard and I could just just erase it and, and start doing something else. But that's why the next page gets used. Um, so uh, yeah. go ahead.
1: No, it's just that's <laughs> that's poop. <laughs> you don't, um, the best things in the world are those whiteboard things. I'd ideally I'd paint the wall in whiteboard paint, huh. you know, so you can just scribble anywhere on it. Um, but they definitely help. Otherwise, my desk would be covered in post it notes
0: yeah I was gonna say I also have yeah posted notes everywhere um <laughs> and I'll find posted notes and I'm like, well, that doesn't really apply anymore, so I can get rid of that one, but most of them stay put for quite some time um, Post notes sounds like sounds like we have a similar um creative process um I'm sure lots of people are like la- are like that um uh, as as far as like outside the metaverse goes what what are you? What are you up to? What? What is? Uh, what's bringing you joy? What do you? What do you like to do when you're not focused on on boop goop and and trying to trying to grow this empire that is soon to be.
1: Boop goop has been nonstop
0: for yeah I just sandbox
1: for two and a half three years now three years it's it's just been nonstop so. I've not really had time to wind down. Um, When, when COVID hit and that kind of like changed everyone's life completely Mm -hmm. in the UK, Um, Sandbox took over, but from there we went on holiday a few times, you know, a big part of, what me and Faye like to do is go, go traveling, go and see different places and get away from, I say city life, we don't really live in a city, but just sunshine, I suppose, get away from the UK weather. Sure. Um. So we went and visited Touche for a month and that was like a trip
0: of a lifetime. Nice. Um, I remember seeing about that.
1: Yeah, and then we went to New York as well with the sandbox probably a couple of weeks after, after that, um, we went to London as well with the sandbox. So it's just been nonstop. Um, I want to go camping soon, you know, I like as I've become more and more involved in technology, let's say definitely about like the metaverse and stuff, I've wanted to get away from it as well more. Mm -hmm. So, I, I definitely find myself wanting that time outside. Each day I go for a walk now. That's part of my daily routine.
0: That's good. Sometimes
1: twice a day. I just get outside 15, 20 minutes and leave my phone away because that's otherwise you just sat behind screens all day, every day. Mm-hmm. It's um Nina, that's full time looking after Nina at the moment. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> Faye works full time. So, um I'm like stay at home, cook food, do all this stuff uh-huh. and then look after Nina as well. Um but not much really. Yeah, not much. Sounds sounds Streaming. like a
0: camping trip is is uh something that the doctor would prescribe though. Um <laughs> Doctor Dr. Crafter prescribes it at least. Um <laughs> sounds sounds like you need a camping trip. Um just to uh, you'd be I mean i'm I'm sure you're you're still cranking out great stuff, but just taking even a few days or a week away from from everything really revitalizes me anyways whenever i whenever I start feeling like that that I've just been behind a screen and just doing the damn thing for so long uh, it, it really is nice to to get away and I, I usually try and go to the beach I love going to beaches um, personally, but also into the mountains i I just love I love traveling too so um, yeah it's it's definitely needed i i I think a lot of us a lot of us can relate with that
1: yeah 100 percent. you know time time's flown with all the work that i've been doing the last few months and it's definitely needed to get away from the screen have a break and turn the phone off for a week (laughs) a weekend and kind of get away from screens because you can't sit here behind them all day, every day. You need to go outside. And 100% camping is like one of the best ways to get away from technology.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's crazy how okay with the addiction of phones we are. <laughs> like it's it's obvious that pretty much everyone in the world Eh, not everyone. There are people that have a discipline around it, but um, I would say a high percentage, ninety percent or so, um, are extremely addicted to to their phones. Me included. Um, and it's it's interesting how just okay with that everyone is. Um, I I struggle with I struggle with the whole metaverse um, idea because it. I always think about. Like I love the metaverse. I'm obsessed with the metaverse. I'm sure you guys understand that. Um, but I always like come back to. I, I want people to be doing stuff outside and and enjoying the life that we have, and not always behind screens. Even though the things behind the screen or in, in on the screens are are super fun and everything. Like there's also so much fun to be had outside. So it's like it's a weird uh, dichotomy that that I that I battle with all the time is like because it's like if you're if you're building stuff in this space you're obviously wanting people to spend time in using the stuff that you're building and being in uh, the metaverse with you and but then at the same time you also at least me um, want people to (laughs) to not be always doing that and also also finding other hobbies and passions and stuff outside of uh, the metaverse and it's just, it's one of those things that I just, I don't know how to solve. Um, I feel like there's gotta be ways. Um, and hopefully one day I, I identify a way that, that I can, um, do my part in solving that. Uh, I don't know what that'll be yet, but that's, it's definitely something that I've, I've kind of tossed around in my head over and over again. Um, I don't know if that's exa- actually, exactly how you feel about it, but <laughs> that's me.
1: I deleted all social stuff off my phone.
0: Ooh, I've done that before, uh, and I'm not in that uh, that phase right now, but I have done that.
1: I was sat there one day, and I was scrolling through Facebook, like you do, and (laughs) I realized that it was just like someone's post, and then it was an advert, and then someone's post, and then two adverts, and then another post, and I just thought, why am I even like if i look at facebook 50 percent of my time is spent looking at adverts if not more so i just i just had this moment where i was like delete it so facebook instagram just went because i don't want to sit there scrolling on my phone and the last i probably did this a few months ago so it's kind of gone now but the first few weeks afterwards, I found myself picking my phone up and looking at it and like looking for an app that doesn't exist so I can sit and scroll. Uh-huh. And when I realized I was like, and just looking by and put my phone down, like as soon as I realized what I was doing subconsciously, I just like put it down, don't need it. And everything, yeah, got deleted off my phone. So I still have Twitter and Discord and stuff and ways, but, but Twitter's for... The community. That's there's yeah. news to get from Twitter. It it's not rubbish, it's actually informative, you know, depending on who you follow. Yeah, I was um, gonna say
0: <laughs> As long as you curate <laughs> your feed correctly. Um yeah. But That's, then
1: Discord is well lucky, but everything else went, it's just
0: Yeah. I I still have a few of the other platforms on my phone but I really I've gotten I, I moved I moved them into like a folder and put them like three pages to the right so like <laughs> but but the crazy thing is, is I put it there and I still the, this is a hack though because it, it it gives me time so I still find my way I, I still find myself not being conscious and and hold it pulling up my phone unlocking it and starting to swipe and then I'm like what am I doing oh I'm trying to get into one of the social media apps and yeah. then then I can stop myself but I'm like it, it's crazy how how that 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 uh, I don't know. Process is just so ingrained in us now that you just whenever you don't have anything anything else going on, you just reach for that phone, pull it out, start opening something up, and before you know it, you're scrolling, and it's not it's not great. Uh, like you said, you you you're just you're just basically consuming a bunch of a bunch of ads and and things that you really don't need to be exposed to. Like there's there's so much so much in the world that, that goes on that you don't need to know about, but you do whenever, whenever you, whenever you log into to Instagram or, or, or Twitter, even, I mean, they're, they're all, they're all doing it. Um, I try and I try and use, use Twitter consciously. That's like the main one that I, that I end up on. Um, cause I, I, I tell myself the same thing that there's, there's good stuff on here. Like there's, this is where the community is. Like I need to, I want to be a part of it and seeing what everyone's doing. Um, but even, yes. even, even sometimes then I will find myself and it's like, wait a minute, I've just been scrolling through this timeline and barely even paying attention for 20 minutes. It's like, what am I doing? But that's
1: Twitter's kind of okay. Cause you get information on Twitter, you know, you can explore what's trending and the, the general public force what's popular on Twitter. You know, it's not just an algorithm that's kind of cramming stuff in your face. If you look at your own feed, yeah, but if you actually go to Trending, there's people that are tweeting those things to force them to become popular. Mm -hmm. So genuinely, if you look at Twitter, you're getting stuff that everyone cares about because everyone's complaining about it. Unless it's like Love Island on Saturday night or whenever (laughs) it's on TV. (laughs) You know, you find someone's name trending and you're like, who on earth is that and why? Uh, Yeah.
0: trending trending on Twitter is always interesting. I I like, I like I like that you can see it you see it on the desktop. you don't really notice the trending on on their mobile. Um, at least I'm sure there's a way to find it, but I never really know, pay attention to that whenever I am on my phone. Um, but trending trending is interesting to see what, what's what's going on in the world because it really, it really is kind of a pulse, a pulse on I mean it's a small percentage of the world. That's on Twitter, but still, it it does give you a good pulse of of what's going on around the world. I don't know what the percentage so,
1: yeah. is. I know there'd be a lot now, though. Like there's there's a lot of people that use Twitter.
0: That's true. It's probably probably up there.
1: I don't know who's the most followed person on Twitter.
0: Donald Trump. Really? Mm, I hope not. <laughs> I know he has a lot, though maybe not anymore. I don't know what happened when he got kicked off.
1: Is it Barack Obama?
0: looks One of your presidents. One of our presidents. I can't believe Donald Trump is in that conversation.
1: Barack Obama's got 133 million people following him.
0: God damn. <laughs> How does that even happen?
1: Ah, uh, this... One thing when I first started streaming a few years ago was a rule to kind of like live by that. Don't you, whenever you go to Twitch and you look at Twitch and you see like all these trending streamers that have got like 50,000, 10, 20,000 people watching them. Something that really helped me when I started streaming was imagining that everyone that's watching is sat in your room behind you. Like... And it really changes the perception if there's like five, 10 people in your stream when I first started. Mm-hmm. Imagine having 10 people still behind you watching you do whatever you're doing. It'd completely change it. And I just imagine Barack Obama having 130 million people.
0: <laughs> 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 well, I can't even, I don't even know how to imagine that in my head. Like, that's a lot of people. But yeah, I like. That's a, that is like a good tip though. It's like, imagine, imagine when you are streaming or whatever, imagine having those people just right in, right in the room with you. Um, Cause that's, I mean, that's basically what people want is to just be a part of whatever, whatever you're doing. That's the whole idea of streaming. Right. I mean, that's my idea of it anyways, is everyone's just being a part of whatever the streamer is doing. How long have you been streaming for?
1: I am on and off. So I started, I wanted to start streaming a long time ago. It was probably about five years ago. And I I did Rocket League. I played some Fortnite and stuff a long time ago. And then when I kind of got the sandbox, that's when I really started going, hey, like I've got the PC for it now. Because before it was, I didn't have the PC to stream and I couldn't, you need realistically, like it's expensive to stream if you If you didn't have anything and you played on console as an example you a computer to run the sandbox run the stream, and well is like one and a half thousand dollars, probably you're talking, yeah, because you need two screens if you're gonna stream realistically, you need a mic and you need a chair like obviously at the start of the stuff you'd get by with what you couldn't build up and Uh improve stuff but when i finished top 10 in the game jam that's when i just went like everything pc (laughs) overhaul it all yeah because it was it was needed i was gonna say it
0: does it does make a difference for sure especially like the i mean the pc is necessary almost no not almost definitely (laughs) like the PC needs to be up to par, or else the rest of it is not going to work. Um, and yeah, that's that's a that's a good point that like there there is a lot of people that are are not able to stream just because of that one barrier, um, which is unfortunate because I'm sure there's tons of awesome people out there that would love to be streaming um, different games and and such, but just can't get it. Internet all the work. again, internet, internet yeah.
1: another issue like if if you don't have fast internet then th- the stream's going to be a- affected by that as well
0: yeah this... i've been been fortunate to have well we just moved recently and we don't have it anymore um but i really like um the google google fiber that's what we have um in a lot of places in austin anyways have google fiber um this new place that we're at does not um which i was annoyed by but fortunately it's still been working pretty good. Um, uh, but I do notice a difference. So yeah, like high speed, good internet is, is, is important, especially like when your job relates to something like this, where <laughs> you need to be streaming or, or using the internet in some capacity. The, yeah. Whenever, whenever you were streaming like Fortnite and stuff, was that just, was that like just something that you were, you, like wanted to like pursue becoming like a a professional streamer or or what what was your like motive for for doing doing that in the beginning
1: i wanted to stream you know a a big part of streaming is engaging with other people Mm -hmm. and having having that community aspect and either allowing that community to engage with what you're playing or what you're doing and you really get to know people you know it's nice to be able to sit there play a video game and several people over weeks months you know come into the stream all the time and you just talk about random stuff and you you get to learn so many different things different people's perspective like how how life is so different for so many different people and it's not something that you think about and streaming was like a way for me to play video games and engage with other people like i don't know that that community aspect yeah. is is all that it's about for me and either talking a lot of rubbish or actually giving people valid useful information either way it's just fun to hang out with random people around the world
0: yeah hell yeah no I, I i feel that a lot and i i think i don't know what drew me to streaming <laughs> exactly um but <laughs> is there a funny comment i every once in i i'll catch a comment i it's tough with this show because like i want to focus on what we're talking about and, and i love that you guys are in the comments and saying things and definitely you guys know that i see it every once in a while um and get distracted but um but yeah um because now i'm distracted i don't know what i was talking about god damn it (laughs) but um uh oh streaming so streaming in the beginning for me i don't even know why i decided to start streaming other than probably just because i saw other people were doing it that were building in the sandbox because that was the first time i really started streaming um and i didn't know what to expect exactly but whenever I got that dose of, of having like that community form and, and just like being able to interact with people and get to know them and, and chat with them, um, even though you're the one that's using your voice and everyone else is typing, like there's still that, that connection there. And I, I just loved it. I was, it was like, it, it was so fun to get to know, um, everyone. And it, it allows from a selfish perspective, like it allows everyone that's tuning in to, to get to know you and to start to know, like, and trust you, um, which is the name of the game whenever it comes to building a successful business. Um, so like it, it's a great, great platform in that aspect. Um, and I didn't realize that it was such a good like community building tool until I, until I started. Uh, and then I quickly got on, that that, that, that that's what it was all about. Cause I, I never really was like, I knew of Twitch. I would go to Twitch and watch League of Legends every once in a while. It was probably the main game that I would that I would watch on there. Fortnite sometimes, um, but like I didn't, I really just watched. Like I didn't really pay attention to the comments or anything. It was just like kind of on, like it was YouTube or something. So I didn't really realize that there is that that huge community aspect to a lot of a lot of streamers out there. I feel like any successful one really is good at engaging with everyone that shows up and everything. Um, could be wrong. I don't really know. I haven't really done my research on, on really good streamers. So if anyone knows of any great screamer streamers to learn from drop them in the comments or something, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it is a great, great tool, um, to connect with others and, and, uh, and, uh, build a community around. So
1: there's different ways to approach it. I think, you know, some streamers are uh, popular because they're good uh, Playing the game, and like you know, they're in they're in the top one hundred, the top fifty, the top ten of sure. of that of that game, and that's something that I just thought, no, you, you know, as a streamer, I'm not going to be able to go out here and go, look, I'm the, in the top ten of like the best at playing this game because people aren't going to come to your stream for that. Let's let's say skill, let's say in that aspect, you know. So you have to find a way to work to your strengths and having the community was a big part of, you know, engaging with everyone and making, making everyone in the stream feel welcome and feel like they have, they have their place there. You know, they're part of like a little family when you get together and you start streaming and it, it changes playing the video game. I used to watch Dr. Lupo a lot and I used to just listen to him like while I was working or doing stuff as background noise. Mm. And, watching other stream watching people stream makes sure you kind of want to do it more yourself 100 percent.
0: that that makes sense especially like if you you have that that personality that would enjoy streaming i could see how like seeing other people do it like would start like clicking in your head like oh i definitely would definitely want to do that that's how that's how i always was with podcasting like i i would i would listen to all kinds of different um i mean when I say all kinds, there's, there's, there's a few main ones that, that that really stick out the Tim Ferriss show, Joe Rogan experience. uh, Kevin Rose also does a a podcast that I've listened to a lot. Um, But those, those three, I guess that I just named off, like those were like the staples on my rotation. And I just, every time I would listen, I'd be like, I just, I love, I love being a part of the conversation and like, I want to be able to be more a part of the conversation Uh, and that's what kind of drove me to, if you ask my wife, (laughs) she'd she'd tell you, I have no idea how many times I brought it up over the last like 10 years, uh, that I'm, I'm going to start a podcast and I just never knew what to start it about. And, and finally, um, after I say 10 years, who knows how long it's actually been. Um, I found, (laughs) I found this, this lane that I, that I truly do love talking about, which is the metaverse. Uh, and I've been able and fortunate, uh, to be able to get people like yourself onto the show and just sit down and and vibe with, and and just get to know a little bit more. Cause, uh, at the end of the day, like that's, that's really what I love doing is just kind of chatting and getting to know individuals at a more deeper level. Um, it's fun, it's fun and interesting to obviously talk about, uh, the, stuff you got going on with different projects or what you're building or whatever but then it's also fun once the conversation starts to to shift away away from that and you start just kind of getting into who knows what comes up um and that especially starts to happen whenever people start to come on for the the second time and the third time um so um, i'm looking forward to long way long way of saying and i didn't know this is where i was going with it but i'm looking forward to to having you back on the show, because I feel like I feel like there's so much more that that we could dive into and and chat about, and so many different uh, topics that I, I feel like we um, have a similar perspective on. It, it just feels like uh, we vibe really well together. So, uh, long story short, looking forward to chatting with you again. Um, I do need to start slowly wrapping the show up, um, so I'm going to. Uh, do a few things here first uh one i know we talked about a giveaway and i totally forgot to bring it up um so surprise everyone in chat we're gonna do a giveaway um i don't know i know you didn't know what you wanted to give away and you kind of wanted to let um other people know or other people choose so i don't know how you want to do that exactly um and i'm blindsiding you with that so hopefully. you got something something prepared? <laughs> uh,
1: so, I think, considering
0: we've been talking
1: a lot about Nina, I think it's fair we give a version of Nina away.
0: I like that. I like that idea.
1: Um, Light like Nina is the Nina that's kind of based on my avatar a little bit.
0: Okay, like a glowing, um, so, a glowing Nina.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not gonna give the original one because we stick to the rule. There only stick three to the rules on British. that
0: one.
1: You have to, you know, gotta respect the people that have put the effort in to get that to the original one. But we can give one of those away. I'm happy to. So.
0: Hell yeah! And if,
1: if someone's already got that Nina, then we can chat about a different one in replacement.
0: Perfect. I don't know why it's not loading see it over there I'm gonna give it a quick little refresh so you guys can see it but I am trying to get organized while you're talking um, to enter the giveaway I'm gonna drop a link in the chat here guys um, so for those of you that are catching the replay this is why you want to tune in live because we do do giveaways I said do 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 um, Occasionally, fair, fairly often, the last last few we've definitely done giveaways. Um, it just depends on the guest and wh- what they got and what they're willing to to give away. But um, copy that here and drop it in the chat for y'all. Um, what you got to do is fill out this form. At the bottom of the form, there is a prompt, and we still can't see you, Nina. There is a prompt that tells you that you need to go to the Discord and enter the giveaway. Uh, and there's a link to the discord, so make sure you do that because that's how it's going to be drawn and I need to create that giveaway. So give me five seconds, 10 seconds if you, um, are too fast. Uh, but there's no rush. It'll be up for, I'm going to put it up for mm, five minutes. So make sure you do it in the next five minutes and you guys will be good. Uh, if you can't figure it out, ask in the chat, I'll be paying attention or at least try. Uh, light Nina from Andy Ritchie and the sandbox should work though. The sandbox
1: link that I sent you should work instead.
0: Five, oops, not 58 minutes, five minutes. And if you do have a founder key, I also set up that you will get a extra bonus entry into this one. So, uh, in all future ones, uh, so perks of having a founder key shout out. Giveaway has been created successfully. Cool. So the giveaway should be in the giveaway channel of the Discord now. So go ahead and enter that, and you do have to have filled out the form as well. Uh, so make sure you fill out that form and submit it. And I'm gonna try and pull up that other link that you sent so people can see. Boom. But, um, it's been great getting to know you, man. I. I forget I know I just like knew of you um, <laughs> just from being being in the in the space and everything uh, but I think maybe Touche was the one who had uh, originally been like, hey, you should have Andy Richie on the show and I think he's also the one that helped me get a hold of you. Um, so shout out Touche for for setting this up and making this happen. Uh, I have on the screen right now the Light Nina you know, so you guys can see what you guys are entering to win it's pretty awesome looking is all the all the ninas uh like the same template just different uh skin skins on them basically is that um or is it or or does it yeah
1: if you if you go on the marketplace and just type in nina it should come up you should see this christmas nina light nina robot nina um there's also a fungi nina which isn't minted yet but We've already shown kind of shown people that. Nice. Um, and then the, the original Nina as well.
0: Um what am I doing wrong? Oh, this is your it, your page. It'll be under boot goop,
1: I think. Okay, just that's, go on. That's
0: um, go to go, shop, go to search, yeah. go to and Nina. Just like Nina and like you said. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so we got robot Nina, Christmas Nina, and light Nina, and a couple other random um, Nina things, but don't think those are associated.
1: Nina's houses. Is, is Nina's house.
0: Uh, Nina's metaverse. A, we
1: built her a little dog house. Yeah. Okay. that's uh-huh.
0: nice, nice. And the oh, and a wearable as well.
1: Then there's the Christmas wearable version of that with the Santa hat on as well that we've done. Oh so I think yeah, we'll do- the Christmas
0: thing. I I totally. I remembered and then I forgot. I and I also forgot to get one of those. Uh, Goddamn it! But um, I remember seeing right around Christmas time you start talking about that, and I was I I love the idea. Um, if you want to just or I'll tell people you did a you did a twenty what was it twenty five days of Christmas giveaway, and if anyone bought the the NFT each day they could come and claim uh, that day's uh gift or whatever, like an advent calendar. Is
1: it... Yeah, uh, so it's the boot group advent calendar we did. It was 25 days, like you say. Um and people purchased a ticket beforehand, which would give them like a special role in the Discord. Then they'd come in each day, check in, and they'd be able to see the asset for that day. Um and if they checked in each day, then all the assets got airdropped out. I think there's like 1,700 one thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven assets in total that were claimed and sent out within the twenty-five days.
0: Damn, that's good. That's that's uh well, twenty-five. What's one? I'm sure it wasn't all on the same day. But do you, do you know do you know how many individual wallets there was? Do you know that count?
1: Something like seventy, I think. Hell yeah, or more. There might have been seventy or eighty. I think. Yeah, I can't remember.
0: That's legit. I say that's pretty pretty successful um, Christmas drop. It
1: was good though because every we we minted the assets to the quantity that was claimed. So if say for example on day one there was only fifty people that claimed the, the exact quantity of that asset minted was fifty. So there was no like spare or extra. Ah, uh, gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. I like that. I think that's, I mean, there's different ways to approach things, but I like, I like just like cutting, cutting off mints, especially of like assets and stuff like that. Whenever, whenever it's done and not having a bunch of extras floating around out there, keep it a little more exclusive to who, who participated right on the spot kind of thing. Um, I dropped the link in the chat one more time for you guys. It's probably getting really close to that five minute mark. So hurry if you haven't already. Um, but go fill fill out that form real quick and get in the Discord. Let me make sure that the Discord worked. Um, that's probably a good thing to check. Which I had to check on my phone because reason. Oh checked. shit! It already <laughs> it already happened. Um, so yeah, time time is up. And congrats to the one and only Sparky Snickle. Um, oh. I don't know if, I know it seems like you may have a few things of of the Nina collection. So um, if you already have this, let us know and you guys can figure out something else that you'll get. But um, congrats, Sparky. Um, and I have all the information. I'll get it over to you after the show. Um, so we talked about a lot. I'm not going to recap it because I'll probably forget most of it. But yeah. I am, I am. So everyone is aware, uh, focused on trying to cut these, these episodes up into different like clips and stuff and post them over on like TikTok and YouTube shorts and stuff like that. Um, So keep your eyes peeled for that to get some of the fun, juicy little tidbits. um, As far as recaps go. Um, And I want to give you the stage one last time, uh, just to let everyone know that's made it this far where they can find you. Uh, what they what they should do to help support you how they can get involved anything uh, that you want to let the people know this is your final chance until you're on next time
1: well as so, well big thank you to you for having me been yeah, great yeah. you know really enjoyed chatting with yourself um, people can go over to do everything's on there you know the links to the discord links to my twitter um information about the law and the experiences and links links to twitch are on there as well so if anyone really needs anything from me i'm in the discord most of the time you can pop over if you got any questions about stuff um all the information will be going to there first to group so big thank you though dude yeah yeah, yeah. things are coming and i'm a, I hope next time we have something that we can kind of jump in and play around together a little bit. It'll be fun. Um, I think in a few months, we'll start seeing everything coming together and everything we talked about today getting rolled out.
0: Yeah, no, that's exciting. I'm glad we had you on uh, before everything is 100% ready because it'll make it so much more fun uh, to kind of play it back and, and start actually going through some of the things as that starts happening. And you said it, just like i would say it i'm super excited for the for the time whenever i can have People on, and we can actually go um, and explore different experiences together as we're talking to to the guest. And I think that I think that might be a different a different style show than what Behind the Avatar is. But that is something that I am kind of in working through in my head about how we can approach that. But I think it'll be super fun to just have like a, a wandering podcast, if you will, uh, that me and me and whoever we're we're hanging out with can kind of just go and explore the different stuff that they got going on and give us give us our own little personal tour uh as we as we wander around with them so um thanks again uh look forward to doing that maybe we can maybe we can trial run that on whenever things start start happening um with all the boop goop stuff but uh thanks again for coming on it's been a blast you're definitely gonna get that invite back on at a later date Uh, and thank you chat for being here supporting showing up distracting me i saw the game you guys are going to start trying to play um and i agree sparky it definitely is (laughs) too easy to just distract me so come up with something better than that um but (laughs) i think i think you guys will be successful um in one way or another with with that game um and yeah if you are catching the replay make sure you hit that like like button subscribe button whatever else you can do um share it around leave some comments all that fun stuff and uh Thank you again, Andy, for uh, being on and being an awesome guest.
1: Appreciate it, Fun. Take it yeah. easy, everyone.
0: Bye, guys.